<laughs> it has to happen when it he happens. He waited until I took a sip. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Nerd on. What is everyone? Welcome to Nerd on the Podcast You Didn't Need, but You Deserve, where all levels of nerd are welcome. Yeah, you are. Nature made him a freak, man made him a weapon, and God made it last too long. Today, we cover the expansive story of James Howlett's ending, the 17 year run by Mr. Hugh Jackman himself mm. on the marquee topic. Mm. Of the film, Logan. Logan. Take this oh, pile yeah. of dirt. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can I be honest with you? I watched that trailer before we recorded today and cried my eyes out. Oh, that's um, great. So, have, you, have you seen the the, seen? the whole wrap-up video of his entire career? No, I haven't. Oh, oh it's so I saw so the behind-the-scenes wrap-up of this film, and it made me cry. Oh, so uh, but before we get into all that, my name's Corey. I'm Caitlin. Ali. And I'm Tom. <laughs> Snicked. <laughs> Weapon Tom. And I Weapon am Josh. <laughs> He's still doing it. Uh, and this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerdon Nation that is powered by Patreon. Patreon. As a member of the Nerdon Nation, you do get fun perks like bonus episodes, early access to all of our episodes and all the episodes of the Capeless Crusaders. Um, yeah, just a lot of really good stuff going on over there. Discounts on merch. You get private channels on our Discord server um, in which you can talk with other fans. You can talk with us. Um, Maybe even pirate channels. We don't know yet. <gasps> pirate channels? Anything's possible. Everyone has to talk as a pirate. Yarg! Mm. But, uh, yeah. You what can check is that your out. scallywags? <laughs> <laughs> you can check that one out at nerdon.io backslash Patreon. And you can also check out our Discord because it is open to the public. Uh, nerdon.io backslash Discord. And, yeah, you can talk about gardening. Uh, you can talk about movies, TV shows, all sorts of stuff over on that Discord. And uh, our partners... Apogee and Odyssey. Apogee, we are using their hype mic. It allows us to keep uh, creating this show in the way that we are creating it. Uh, mm -hmm. Normally, we do record with their Element 88, uh, but we can't do that unless we ran, like, really long cables. Really long cables. Yeah, like <laughs> super long. True. Really long cables. Like, like miles and miles, miles of, of XLR cables. Um, and then uh, Odyssey headphones. They're nice. They're comfy. They're oh so yummy. They are Odyssey headphones. You can use that Odyssey if that is what you would like as your catchphrase. Feel free. You can take it. I give that to you. You have given us these. <laughs> so they are amazing. Yeah. So giving. That seems um, like a change. Fair <laughs> trade. We're on an Odyssey together. Uh, but uh, I do I do suggest that people check on out. On the land or on the sea. We're all together. <laughs> With Odyssey. Uh, anyway, do check Yarg. them out. They are wonderful companies. They have been very kind to us, and they're always very supportive in all that we do. Uh, but that—that that is the housekeeping, Yar. Josh, you're very kind and supportive in all that we do. Oh, yeah, it's true. Corey, what yeah. I say it's about hard. lying? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so um, that's going to bring us to our first few segments of the show, which. So 
is uh, this is a completed film. If some would say it completes a whole freaking uh, 17-year franchise, some might say. Oh, yeah. Huh. Um, um, so at the end of this episode, we are going to rate it. And that brings us to our first segment, which is Guess, Guess That Grump. Who's going to be in the But I have a daughter now. Snick, snick, swing, swing. Oh. So if you... If you are brand new to uh, Nerd On, that guess that Grump, no, I'm stop this. A uh, guess that Grump is a segment <laughs> of our show where we're gonna go around the screens. Everyone at home also watch the video and see what I was doing. Um, we're gonna go around the screens and guess who is gonna have the lowest score from zero out of five uh, out of the group. And no matter how high the number is, uh, you are the Grump for the week. So since I always explain and I never get it wrong, um, I'm gonna have Corey explain how you can get involved with the Nerd On Nation. If you become a part of the Nerd on Nation today, you could start voting on who you think the Grump will be and even get a shout out on the episode if you're right. It's our way of turning a negative thing into a positive and you could be a part of it today. Nerdon.io backslash Patreon. And you turn to a gr- <laughs> g- g- guess that Grump or guess the yeah, golfer. Not what Tom said. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, uh, the uh, my, I, my I guess, my first guess. Your I guess? <laughs> I guess it will be. The the grump of this episode will be probably Kaylin. What? Probably Kaylin for sure. Okay. So least, the least the least familiar with the, with the, with everything. So for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm, I don't know. It's got a huge Kaylin? jacked man. Mm-hmm. Ignorance hardly ignorance coming. hardly <laughs> buys us bliss on this show. <laughs> True. Only um, buys us confusion. I'm gonna say Ali. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, you do know what his top male celebrity <laughs> crush is, right? Ali? <laughs> no, not male. He said Ollie, his crush period was. It didn't matter if True. it was male. Yeah, or it, it wasn't gender. It's just Hugh Jackman. Huge jacked man. Huge jacked man. He deadlifts tigers and rips them open, drinks their blood, and then just gets swollen. Okay. He also doesn't do any of that. I think it's going to be. Yeah. Whom? It's gonna be a tough one. I'm gonna go with Tom. You mm. you're gonna go with Tom? Yeah. <laughs> you remember, you know, our our, our dissertation of what is a grump yeah. could be four point nine. That's true. Four point nine five. That's true. I believe it will be Caitlin. Mm. <laughs> okay. We, we all don't uh, know, you know that she has a really hard to guess. So. <laughs> no. no one wanted to put a vote on Corey with the big old Logan poster. I was going to no? say, no. no, Corey. No, no I did not. So you watching at home, be... you probably already know that some things. Um, Corey, some, <laughs> we may be uncultured, but we're not fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know. This movie has an abundance of old white. Sorry, Kaylin. You see what you see? Some of the Nerd on Nation voters for Corey's like, right. oh well, shit, my bad, probably. yeah, <laughs> my bad. That's fine. Uh, I'm on I'm the same boat mad. as same boat as Tom. It's a, it's a, I don't know. I maybe haven't <laughs> been with the franchise long enough. Uh, the Nerd on Nation also voted for you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh my god, that was just so a really good. <laughs> well, all right. It's gonna be a hard one um, to. The order is going to go. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's gonna be hard. Uh, that I mean, ha- that being said, I think it's gonna be a pretty close. Yeah, like, oh, she's the grump. Right. <laughs> Air quotes. Wow. So, uh, the, the the it's me and Josh have no votes. Tom and uh, 
Ollie have one vote. Kaylin, you have four votes for the ground. Okay. So that brings us to our complete. I don't know if we're going to get a spiteful 1.0 or a spiteful 5. (laughs) Oh, I feel like one one of of them are in them. Uh, That brings us to our next segment, which is the complete spoiler of the guest that grump. It is the uh, initial reactions or first impressions across the pond. Is that correct, Tom? Across the pond. Or some say across the border. Caitlin, why don't you start us off? Just because I feel like that's... And and to remind everyone, we are are in spoiler-free territory. Yes. Okay. Um, Speaking of spoilers, uh, I knew how this movie ended before I watched it. Um, Because I saw Deadpool 2 Mm -hmm. when it came out. So right. I already knew, like, I, I kind of had an idea of what was happening with this movie already. Um, yes. And I am very familiar with, like, the X-Men cartoon that was on growing up. I watched all of that. Um, Wolverine is kind of like uh, hey, Vegeta. So <gasps> I, there was, like, some similarity there for me um, where he's, like, the bad guy, but he's not the bad guy. I feel like Magneto's um, the Vegeta because Wolverine's always a good guy. I will say Vegeta never said hi. Vegeta never said, I'ma steal your girl. What's up? <laughs> well, you know. But uh no, so watching this was a, a I knew it was going to hurt emotionally, but I didn't know mm-hmm. how deep the cuts were gonna be. And I feel yeah. like even if you weren't a fan of X-Men or Wolverine or anything, you could understand everything about it without that context. Um, with the moment the movie ended, I was just like, stab, 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 stab. Because that's what it felt like it's doing to you the entire time. Um, mm-hmm. In all the good ways. Um, but this movie was like every, I feel like every I was dotted, every T was crossed. Like it had all the things that I wanted from it. So it was really good. I'm glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. 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 Josh, right. not a grump at all. Uh, she didn't say I didn't like the movie, though. Oh, uh, yeah, so she didn't oh. like the movie. I like the movie. No, you can't do it retroactively. <laughs> it's too late. No, too we late. can't retcon that. It's, uh, that's wow. how it works. Okay. Can't be right. Brian Singer, you can't retcon. I'm just learning these rules. Um, I don't get to go back in hockey pads. <laughs> <laughs> it has to happen when it he happens. waited until I took a sip. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Twitch alert. Um, for me, I was just, I mean, when I saw the trailer, I was all about this. Um, if you I, haven't seen the trailer, pause this right now. Yeah. Go watch the trailer. Wipe uh, your eyes off well afterwards crafted. so you yeah. can see the screen again. And Stop then crying because play. there's no crying. And no, there's absolutely It's the most crying. wonderfully edited trailer I've ever seen. Like, um, a lot. Yeah. And so I am I am a fan of trailers. It's one of the reasons why I love doing what I do of mixing trailers. So when I see a good one, I'm like, that was a really good trailer. But the movie, the movie looks dope. Um, and I've always been a fan of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Um, so going into it, seeing it, it was it was an experience. And I want to stay away from spoilers. So I would just yeah. say it's, it, was a, it was a really great experience as a movie goer. Um, emotionally, entertainment value, um, Easter eggs, references... Uh, just little things here and there that you were just like, this is a good movie. It's mm-hmm. it's Leonardo DiCaprio during uh, Once Upon a Time Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> when he just points at the screen. Hello. Yeah. So, it's like, that's uh, the line. That's the line. Yeah, that'll be, I will end there. Ali, Tom? End scene. Uh, I'll go. go. I'll go. 
Go. I'll go. I'll go. So that there's separation between the identity of Corey and Tom. Um, <laughs> uh, wow. So I went to go watch this with Corey. Um, yeah. And I remember specifically, we went to the Universal City Walk IMAX. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went with our boy Shadow RJ. Um, and we used to do a, a little thing. Uh, we used to, you know, take part in some food and some things and play some games. And so we were like the squad squad out there. And so we went out there and watched it. And we had some Ludo Bird beforehand. So Ugh. we were we were like, this is like, like the perfect it. It date. It was a good be- night. Before, yeah. it's, like the, it's like the perfect date before you guys finally, you know, get to that next physical level of yeah. intimacy <laughs> and love. Yeah. And that's what we did. Uh, and so Aww. when we watched this film... We actually we actually watched it with uh, another friend, uh, Netta, who met us there. Yeah, and um, I'll give part of their reaction because uh, Netta was just fucking crying the entire goddamn mm-hmm. movie, and me, I was just like, "This shit right here, though. This mm-hmm. is one of those doesn't have to shake hands, doesn't have to hold any hands with anyone this else. Is a and this could be its own movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could be its own movie. It's and got it some nods. Alone. It's got some nods and definitely some things just in the in the in the in in the film that are like oh it it, it recognizes the fans but mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a uh, it's great it's a wonderful film and I'll talk a little bit more of like a <gasps> news flash even though it's like an older film and spoilers and all that stuff but um, I say I would say this if you have any kind of question about what superhero films can be um, it's not a genre. Um, and if you watch this film, uh, you'll understand that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ollie. Yeah. This was, um, so yeah, I mean, I've, I've been, I've, I've had a love and hate relationship with the X-Men, uh, series, as you guys may be aware of. Um, I, the movie franchise, the, the whole franchise that the Fox franchise of X-Men and, uh, so, but it did start off in a very positive place. I loved the first X-Men movie when I saw it. And I even loved X2 yeah. when I saw it. And a big yes. portion of that was because of Hugh Jackman's portrayal as Wolverine. Not only that, but also his relationship with Patrick Stewart in those movies. And there is mm-hmm. something, there is some substance there. Even now, when you go back and watch those movies, you see, you see that sort of like relationship between them. And even though those are like, cookie cutter, pristine colored, like presentations of like X-Men back in the day, obviously a sign of like the, uh, the inception of the sort of like, I know you just said, it's not a superhero genre, but in those, the, the dawn of those superhero movies, um, mm-hmm. everything was yeah. very Hollywood and like, you know, lens flares, things like that. And then cut to however many years late, later it's been, um, when the year, you know, 17, 20 years now, but the movie 20 was 17. 17 yeah. And you really get a sense of that in a very meta way. And of course, in, in, in the movie of that character progression, and you see where these characters have been and where, where it's led them. And I think I, the style of the movie, the very like Western noir feeling, and for preparation of this, I watched the noir uh, cut of it, um, which I think adds a lot. And we'll talk about that more, obviously, hmm. but um, that it, 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 it's like a perfect crescendo to, uh, to their those two people's relationship, mm-hmm. and also a, a perfect ending. I feel to that sort of like Fox X Men run of like this is where we've been. This is all, what all the characters have like you know gone through. If, Let's if utilize they just, that. If you just ended on Days of Future Past and Logan, done. Yeah, oh, done. yeah. It's like you win, the, you win the game. That. You win the game. You, you're done. You take all the. It's, you pull every yeah. positive that you possibly can out of that franchise to help inform and craft this. And I think that really paid off. Hmm. Um, well, yeah, now that you've heard the story of when I saw it the first time, 
Um, I'll tell you about uh, the fact that I saw this twice in theaters and um, went to Target when it opened to buy the collector's Mm. edition of this movie so I could watch. So you don't like it, right? So I could watch Logan Noir, (laughs) um, which is Mangold's uh, kind of uh, baby child after taking these black and white stills on set and deciding, I want to do a black and white version of this film. Um, I'm someone who has been, with the exception of Apocalypse, I have been in the theaters for every single X-Men movie that's come out. Um, I remember <laughs> the theater. I remember which room in, or which, um, room in the, the Megaplex that I saw the first X-Men with my dad um, and just being enthralled because I had grown up reading X-Men comics. Um, and, and seeing Hugh Jackman, you know, my wife and I actually watched the movies leading up to this with exceptions of a few. Um, but it definitely paid attention the most to X1 and X2, like you mentioned, which are still really fun movies. They are. Um, And getting to see at the beginning and Hugh Jackman taking this character and keeping some aspects of Wolverine that makes Wolverine, but really making it his own own thing. Really making it his own, yeah. And seeing what he did with Mangold in the last two films um, with the Wolverine and and Logan. Um, I, I, I can't speak highly enough about this film. I, I think like Tom said, this is, if you want to look at what superhero films can be, it's a, it's a movie that happens to have a superhero in it. It's not a movie about a superhero, if that makes sense. Um, and I think that's something that's missing within that genre, uh, is we're focusing too much on the, um, spectacle, aspects, the spectacle of it all and less about the heart of it, which is why I think Tony Stark was such a big character is he mm-hmm. pretty much gets all the heart of, of the Marvel films. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and the, all the character growth and, and arcs and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, just to pay homage to the 17 years that Hugh Jackman did, this is, this is the, the way to, to end the playing this character. I couldn't think of a better, you know, as David Barry says, chef's kiss to this movie. Yeah. And I mean, to shout out to David Barry as well. Like I remember when the Wolverine had come out, and he was saying, like, you know, Hugh Jackman had been saying, like, I'll keep playing the character until they do an old man Logan. And then lo and behold, the film's Next called movie. Logan. And I was like, mm, shit. Yeah. 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 Like, David, David Barry's got a pulse. Legs. David Barry's got yeah. a pulse on, like, when films are going to come out. Because, like, he was talking about old man Logan all day. And then all of a sudden, like, I was like, oh, well, shit, and, this um, is it. There you go. Well, actually, <laughs> the speaking last, of. The last, thing oh. I'll, the last thing I'll say on this um is uh, as far as these kind of grittier, I guess, almost character studies of these superheroes. Um, and Tom knows I say this all the time. I know comparison is the thief of joy. Uh, but this Can is a... Th- what? <laughs> Can oh. I say? This is, a, this is a, a, a film, a superhero film that pays homage to films that paid, paved the way for it, like Shane, like the old Westerns. Um, and I think for me, this is the prime example of what, and while I liked this other film, this is what Joker was missing for me. It's, it's more of an homage than a, let's take elements from these films and put it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so if you just look at this, this is exactly what I would like to see, you know, more of moving forward with this, with these kind of films. Yeah. Uh, speaking of David Barry, this, uh, episode does come as not a multi-parter, but just kind of a, 
Kind of like a, a little special, baton pass. Uh, yeah, yeah, a baton pass. The Capeless Crusaders, our sister show, is going to be doing an episode uh, for Old Man Logan, the comic book, uh, because we both shows are on episode 144. And so mm. we thought it would, be, it would be perfect if we did something in line with each other. Yeah. So check I, I would out highly their recommend checking it, it out. out. They are a wealth of knowledge in comic oh, books yeah. that I Very much. I hope to attain one day. Ooh, yeah. I, I I am I am but a fraction of what what they were. You know, the apple did fall from the tree. So um, getting to <laughs> then getting to talk the with them about about <laughs> comics over the last couple of years, and especially some great conversations I had with Barry about. Um, uh, the new X-Men stuff. He's just, they're just insanely smart and intelligent with when it comes to comics and superheroes. Yeah. So please, please check it out. Yeah. And also and very giving. Stuff with them for um, Dark Knight Returns. So definitely yeah. check yeah. out our content. Yeah, very giving. If you if you are ever like looking for comic book stuff, they have great conversations and recommendations on our Discord. Yes. Um, that yes, you can yes, take yes. a look and find. Um, but with that, um, that brings us to our um, <clears throat> next two segments, which is our going to be our brief summary synopsis and then our production. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the uh, brief summary, please. In the near future, a wary Logan cares for an ailing Professor X at a remote outpost on the Mexican border. His plan to hide from the outside world gets upended when he meets a young mutant who is very much like him. Logan must now protect the girl and battle the forces that want to capture her. Hilarity and Seuss. Hilarity? Hilarity or deep sadness? Heartbreak. You know what? Fun sadness. Wolf and Cub. I did learn that the first pass of the script, um, him and and Laura actually had more of a quippy relationship. Um, And we'll go into that later on. I don't want to get into spoilers right now, but it did change quite a bit. So you're not far off from the original intention, actually. Uh, so for the production distributed by 20th Century Fox has brought you uh, Giant Films. Oh, by the way, I hope everyone finds this next part kind of humorous because there is a, some hilarity to what films I decided to cite. Um, 20th Century Fox or AKA now 20th Century Studios, which looks really weird. Um, uh, Alien, Home Alone and Miss Doubtfire. Oh. Um, the producers uh, Hutch Parker is one of them who uh, did Fantastic Four, not the Fantastic Four, but this is uh, Fan Four Sick. Right. Um, right, right, right. In Time and X Men Apocalypse. Simon Kinberg uh, produced Cinderella, Legion, the TV show, and Deadpool 2. Nice. Lauren Schuler Donner produced uh, Free Willy, Constantine, yes. and X Men Origins Wolverine. Free Willy. Uh, yeah, so I'm like, I throw in a little bit of like, this is that old, baby. I grew <laughs> so up good. on that movie, dude. That Michael Jackson song for the Hold Me Like the River. <laughs> Remember that? Uh, great. Just to Wolverine. I did. I grew up on X-Men Origins, okay. Just to quote Samuel Jackson as well as Zack Snyder, it's like, there are worlds outside of the comic book stuff, so this yeah. is some of the stuff that came in from it. So one, oh, some of the writers, Scott Frank, Minority Report, The Wolverine, and Get Shorty. Uh, yes. One of the writers as well for this story and screenplay, James Mangold. Uh, the Girl Who Interrupted. Also directed it. Yes. Um, <laughs> Kate, and, Kate and Leopold and Oliver and Company. Did I not say the directors? No. Uh, I, no the director, James Mangold, uh, The Wolverine, <laughs> 310 to Yuma, and Walk the Line. Also Three, Ford um, v Ferrari. Yuma. Yeah. I, I wanted to do this stuff before this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this will completely <laughs> uh, make that a lie. Michael Green, who uh, wrote for Green Lantern. <laughs> Blade Runner 2049, 
and then as Josh said, the future, uh, Jungle Cruise, <laughs> the, the new Jungle Cruise film. Oh. Um, cast, Hugh Jackman, best known for uh, Australia, Les Miserables, <laughs> and the Prestige. Oh, of course. Uh, I thought you were going to yeah. throw Kate Leopold in there somewhere. I, I, was, Kate, I was waiting for that. I already put Kate Leopold in there. Um, oh, okay. Patrick Stewart, Kate, uh, Patrick Stewart um, in Dune, which I saw recently. I was like, he's God, he's so young. Um, Charlie's Angels, the newest one. Uh, really? And Green Room. Um, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Richard E. Grant, uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard, Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Gosford Park. Boyd Holbrook. Uh, who's in The Predator, Gone Girl, Run All Night, Stephen Merchant, or is it Stephen Merchant? Stephen. Stephen. Stephen Merchant, uh, Jojo Rabbit, Hall Pass, and Run Fat Boy Run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Daphne Keane, uh, who this was very easy because she only has three other credits other than this film The Refugees, His Dark Materials, and Anna. Uh, Look the up release her parents, d- though. Fantastic oh, yeah. actors. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. The release date for this film was March 3rd, 2017. The runtime is 137 minutes. The budget was $127 million to make, and it grossed $619 million. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score is uh, 93% critical and 90% audience, and it goes to note that this film was also nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Yeah. Hmm. I do want to just say, wow. like, you saying the runtime and even reading it or any time I've ever read it, 137 minutes. I never feel that when I watch it. No, I could have. This, mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't serve the story, but I could have done a three hour film. Yeah, oh, yeah. But well, I, easily. I think where they cut it is good. Yeah. I mean, we could have got some Hulklings, baby. Who knows? <sighs> Check out fantastic, that episode. There's some fantastic deleted scenes. If anyone here has the, uh, the if anyone listening has the Blu ray or DVD, check mm. those out. It is worth sitting and watching. My wife and I, after we watched the movie, sat for another hour just going through all that stuff. Wow. Uh, so now we are out of spoiler-free territory and to spoiler full country. Uh, yes. we're, now we're just going to talk about our favorite parts, our favorite characters, and then oh, um, qualms, baby. Where do, where um, do we even start? Where do I start? I'm going to start. I'm going to start first off, off the Take bat, right here. It's hot. And I saw. I was talking about this before when in our in our digital green room um, with Corey. Um, <laughs> I don't think any other superhero film will ever top this for me. Um, and it's when uh, Laura uh, comes in, not firstly introduced, but comes in and the the Reavers are there and the- Hugh Jackman is trying to get um, Patrick Stewart into the car and all that stuff. Yeah. And he's watching. He's like, what the hell's going on? And she walks in after she after she rolls the head. Um, and this <laughs> is in the trailer. And this is when she just like chucks down her, her backpack. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is the most badass just that one small piece i was like yeah this, like th- it's a low angle so she's yeah. just like the ground <laughs> is in frame and she chucks it in and then you know you hear her, like boys boys hold on oh hold on take her down and it's Stop i was shooting. just like she heals the amount of this like is, this is so good the amount of subtlety it's she's so- able to convey with her acting is kind of oh my god it's kind of staggering Daphne uh, Keane, yeah, is yeah. amazing. Very much accentuated by the fact that she's like, you know, mute for a majority of this movie. And so yeah. that's all you really have to go on. And it's she her eyes, really yeah. brought it. Yeah. It's, I, uh, I mean, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, um, this is this is this is what kid kids in film should <laughs> be like. This is every kid in a film should be, should be Laura. <laughs> should be yes. badass like, in their own. Mute. The thing is, like, the parent has to take care of them, right? So like How there did you is feel about the kids set- in it. Um well, the one that actually figured out a way to kill the it, then it's cool. But everyone else is like, come on, man. 
Come on now. <laughs> okay, you have lost all credibility for me as far as you getting to judge kids in movies. Kids need to be adults. They need let me to get back like to adult Let me get lineage. back to Daphne Keene real quick because I did find some stuff out watching those behind the scenes things last night. Um, so before she got to the U.S., she, she's in, located in Spain with her family, and they signed her up for I think it was three or four months of martial arts class, and then came here and did two and a half more months of stunt training, Whoa. which. She would always arrive early and always stay late because she loved it. And she did a lot of her own fighting and stunts in the film herself, which I thought was the coolest thing. And um, there's this little segment on there where Hugh Jackman was telling, saying, she's like, the moment I knew that, that this is kind of saying like, this is the moment I knew she could pick up the mantle is just seeing her on set. And he's like, I looked over at one point and like, she had my claws on and she was just smiling from ear to ear. (laughs) And like, there's a picture someone took when they revealed her her claws to her for the first time and she's just like this like she's just lit up from side to side so you can really tell that like it's it is the character Laura but there's a lot of her in this like threw herself she into this invested. role and uh it it doesn't go unnoticed in the acting yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely you can tell um, when it's uh, like I'll the, go, it's I'll, a high I'll, honor uh, for list them. of favorite part uh go ahead josh a uh, little bit of a delay right now. Um, my favorite on on the top of my list is probably when um, Logan is helping the farmer with mm-hmm. like the pump, <laughs> and mm-hmm. the other like the neighboring farmer comes, and the farmer's like, you know, stay back, and but Logan's like, nope. He gets in, and yeah. I just. I just love it that he's standing up for Go the Go play Okie Dickhead quote, somewhere else. Yeah, the the quote little guy. He's 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 doing what he does. He's 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 standing up for who needs to be stood up for. And yeah. it just I and then oh man, later on when the we see the farmers again. Ooh, the brutality. <laughs> well it, 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 the thing about that scene with the water too is he breaks a shotgun over his knee. Yeah. Which yeah. is I mean, a little thing, it, but I was like, holy shit. <laughs> It, 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 it's literally like the most westerny the film gets. I feel like because it's like an out, outsider coming in to stop like in oh, yeah. like inside town mm-hmm. corruption, and he's just like new law. And it's like, does anyone ever tell you you talk too much? It's like all the time. And I was like, oh, so good. Then you probably know that you've heard this more than I'd like. Yeah, yeah. more than I'd like. More than I'd like. Kayla, uh, Ali, I uh, I. Love pretty much any time that she was fighting on screen, Weapon Twenty or X Twenty Three, like just um, the brutality of it, and and the the kind of there's a little there is that aspect of humor to it where like it's a little kid at the end of the day, um, but just seeing the brutality of it was really cool, and mm-hmm. um, it's it's hard to describe this as a as a favorite part, so I want to save it for a different discussion, which is the noir stuff, um, but as far as just favorite scene, it just has to be the like the dinner scene. Like of them with mm. at the at the guests of the farmer's guests and just kind of like seeing that like in, that yeah. family unit kind of going back and forth and like it's like I'd be lying if I say you are a good pupil and just like that kind of stuff. What like I ate all of that up because it was all it was all that sort of that history you know that is just like yeah. palpable and and you're like man I I wish I could go back in a weird and then weird parallel universe I wish they made I'll like eat. seventeen more you know. X-Men movies so I could see more of their relationship and more of that journey. Ollie, if you like that dinner scene, there's an extended cut version where they do talk about like Jean and 
other things. Oh, I won't man. get too far into it, but I would highly recommend you look hunt, that up and watch it. Yeah, yeah, I got to go through those. Um, a couple weeks ago, I just caved in and got the like the nine movie bundle. Oh wow, nice! <laughs> like because I was like, I don't, I don't want to necessarily own everything, but it's a good price. And, and if you get I it on watch, iTunes, it's a free upgrade to 4K. That's yeah, that's where. I got Whoa, it. yeah, so that, that's where. I, and because I really Kay. wanted to watch Noir for this one, hmm. Caitlin. Um, couple different things. I I really enjoy things with the house because, um, like when they uh, after the dinner when he's like taking him up to bed and Laura's like watching him carry him and like mm-hmm. paying attention to how his mannerisms have changed, um, and like I think a favorite but like the most heartbreaking part is when uh. Xavier is like thinks he's talking to Wolverine and is like this is what home is it's the most perfect night I've ever had I don't deserve it and then just like snicked knowing the entire (laughs) time like the moment he walked in and they didn't show his face I was like that's not him he's gonna die he's gonna die right now um but like it's a favorite part for just in how it was executed and the emotion of like this was throwing up the volleyball of like, here's what home should feel like. And it's like the yeah. last line that Logan has where they just spike it into your face well, of like, oh, this is what it feels well, like. Yeah, it, he was talking to the real Logan. Yeah, he was talking to the real Logan when he said this is what home feel like. But then X24, he's saying that, you know, I hurt people. But he does say that it was the most perfect night of his life, which is kind of a bittersweet poetic way for Charles to go out after having suffered no who knows how many years kind of doped up and in that you know containment wasn't it to protect no I don't think it was a year that he was stuck in there was it while I think think the radio the radio said a year ago oh Oh, okay so still radio said like being all drugged up and 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 you know kind of out of his mind getting to have this perfect night with with probably the person that he had the strongest connection with and never thought he'd have this thing with, or tried to always tried to show what a family could be like, um, is kind of a bittersweet. Like I know he died, but like, look what he got before. Yeah. I really, I mean, I, I I like that part of the movie specifically because it does give us something that, I mean, yeah, the, the X-Men had, have had like, of course that team slash quote family aspect of as a group, but this was like, pure family yeah um where it's like grandpa dad uh daughter that kind of uh feel to it and so it was such a different uh juxtaposition to what we have experienced thus far and then just to see it just dashed to me the more more heartbreaking moment was when logan does come back and all he can say is it wasn't me it wasn't me it wasn't me it's like oh god Uh well, yeah, it's a dad so, story, so it gets you, Corey. <laughs> well, I, it it I just, really is. I was talking about, like, uh, the, the volleyball set up in Spike what, that I was talking about is when he was, like, sorry, I brought up, like, two separate moments kind of in the same thing. But, like, the setup, right. this is what a home yeah. feels like, savor it. And then when he's, like, dying, and then he's yeah. like, oh, this is what it feels like. That and was adds the to that sentiment still. Yeah, because well, I mean, he I, has I, that perfect, like, you know, dinner. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's like, the first thing. And then he, he's having all of these sort of, like, um, like realizations and i think that's what i want to say that's when he in the bed is when he re, like fully unlocks his memory of mm-hmm. what he might have done yeah like yeah. Or, i mean or I, getting I, there. I would actually say that um much like the film rocky um the film has a lot of plot going on 
Um, but the real story actually starts at the at the farmhouse. Um, because this is when you start setting up your character. Before all of it was just kind of like we're setting up the characters, we're setting up the, the what's going on. But then the the true thesis of the film and what's going on is like Logan is holding on to, even though he's just talking about like how you know, like you can't talk about the past and all that stuff, but he's holding on to um uh Charles so much because that's like been his father figure in his life and they've built such a bond, even though they like are like Logan's way older than him. Um, and uh, you know, once he finally goes away, the true thesis of like you can't your only purpose in life can't be that you have to take care of your dad. It has to be that you take care of your daughter. Mm-hmm. And even though you reject your daughter, you reject your daughter, you reject your daughter. And then finally he starts accepting her. And I like, it was a, such a inter- like a pivotal scene for it to all happen that way where it's like the writer, you know, the writers are all just like, we got to build this up. We got to make this sweet. We got to give them a glimmer that potentially they can get out of it. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden take it all away. And it's like such a really well-crafted writing as well as directed sequence. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, I, I, it's, ooh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, like, it, I mean, that, that's the thing where it's like the, the intimate small moments, like typically in a house are like the ones that you're probably gonna get the more juice out of. Yeah. Like, well, that's could, a brilliant mention, thing about this yeah. movie is the scale. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not, it's, it's like, it's like what mass of the phantasm does for Batman. Um, to me, the house sequence is like what um, Aunt May does for Peter Parker in Spider-Man 2. It's what mm-hmm. the, the farm scene in Ultron does for that film. Um, it's like the real film, you know, it's like, but yeah. this one, it's like not in the sense where like the film kind of goes around it where this one's like, oh, there is a scene. This, it's this one to talk about. But what, like what I really um, dug was that, you know, as big as the scale was, it was able to do that by only. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, it. Well, I mean, as long as large as like the world was like oh. it maintained the, the smaller scale, like by just focusing on the characters, like you very rarely like cut away to like a reporter or something like it's like it only it affects to like be, 30 people, the whole movie. Yeah, it, it's like you you hear these like little nuggets about like what might have happened, what has happened. Um, and you learn about the world just through these like just through their encounters and their perspectives, like whatever's on the radio, you know, mm-hmm. before, gets yeah, off I, before you get all the juicy details. <laughs> I feel like that's that's like the brilliance of it, because I've always yeah. been a very big um, critic of like, you know, using, you know, things to explain exposition um unless they're trying to convey the theme and this one it conveys some exposition but it does it to the point where it's like what happened because at the beginning of the film they do a little bit of a bait and switch where it's like charles is like what did yeah. you do logan what did, what did you, did you do, do? Yeah. and it's like mm, oh shit did old man logan really happen and then you watch and then you watch like, mm. but we learned just enough to to get it. it's like okay no it's actually reversed and yeah. now you gain a whole new perspective on what logan's doing and and what his purpose is and you kind of gain yeah. a little bit more respect for his character and that really kind of makes i think the rest of it a lot more interesting to watch yeah i I think it plays really well with the sci-fi because i think sci-fi is such a great um piece in order to um play with like uh concepts and they play with the concept of like what would happen if the most powerful mind in the world um had alzheimer's or you know generating and i was just like that's really 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 good that's a good idea and they play with him like, oh god (laughs) yeah feelings we know what he's capable of you know from Mm -hmm. like watching older movies even like mm-hmm. him just stopping everybody at the museum in x2 just because he wanted to have a private conversation so yeah freezes everybody it's like he's freaking powerful yeah. and he, he yeah. almost killed every mutant and next two spoilers for that movie but like yeah. that's you're like wow this person it's very dangerous very very volatile yeah. situation yeah and it, it just it just platforms that the drama of the film where it's like that yeah that that aside 
like he is a father figure who has you know who needs medical assistance uh, all the time and in order to keep him lucid they have to drug him up all the time and it's like a really sad story well he's in a very vulnerable place and then you stick him into a world that where everything seems to be against them you know you set that up like right away in the first scene um with him in the limousine and and you're like okay some interesting things are going to happen in this yeah well that seems Uh, so brilliant because within the four minutes you know you're like oh that's what this is is going to be (laughs) i've been waiting 17 years to see him a guy with six knives on his hands actually stab someone and now i get it now I get to have well, that. I, I don't mean, know how also, y'all did that for 17 years where you didn't get to show the guy with six knives on his hands actually stab anyone, but here we are. Well, also to that point, the opening is so brilliant because there's no music. It's mm-hmm. just the scene and well, the, like the, ra- the, the radio. The radio stuff, but it's like there's no scoring. There's no like, duh, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. There's no fanfare about it. It's well, like it's, Bane, it adds Bane to and the Batman grit. fight. Yeah, well, and it adds to the grit. It, and like to what, what Corey was mentioning about like, um, about the uh, the sort of brutality of it now with their R ratings, we we haven't really pointed that part out. That this yeah. is rated R versus everything else been PG or PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where you can finally see Wolverine in action in in full you know beast mode, uh, or berserker mode, whatever. Berserker and, mode, yeah, yeah, and um, it I think it really adds to the weight of what that character is going through without without seeing those things yeah it doesn't make it the same impact so i'm glad that we at least in this last one we're able to see some of that if i can kind of quote well not quote but if i can summarize kind of something james mangold said he was like it's a blessing that we got this r rating because now you're not telling a story for kids you can tell a story that has nuance that has you know philosophical questions within it It has identity it has yeah that has its own identity and it's not about all right, do these things so that we can get to the next fight. All right, do these things so that we can get to the next fight as soon as possible because that's what yeah. the kids want to see. Um, and so he's like, it was even, he's like, am I glad we got to actually show what Wolverine can do? Yes, he was, but it was more important to me to be able to tell this kind of story needs to be R. This can't. This is not a PG-13 yeah. story. I'm, I mean, like, it had it had the last film before the Wolverine been R, I think it kind of could have been a little bit of the testament of, like, the pain, yes. the physical pain that he goes through because I think... That's what they really try to tell with makeup and and costuming of like, you know, leaving holes and the blood around it and like seeing ga- gashes and stuff like that. And I think th- that's a real big thing because it's not only about like just inferring what psychological and emotional rot he's yeah. been through. But the fact yeah. that the animantium in his skeleton, his skeleton is creating poison. It's a poison. It's metal in his body and his mutant regenerative abilities are refusing it now. Like he doesn't have it anymore. So it's like that weight that that inferred weight that you're like oh i forget he weighs 400 pounds yeah. you know like yeah. it's that there's that a thing. there's a deleted scene where he gets a ticket and charles says sorry my son has a bit of a lead foot and he just looks at him and i'm just like leave wow. that in ah leave that in that's right um, yeah yeah i mean i'll with, go next oh, oh. No, no i haven't got to do a favorite scene no, yet no, so it. i'm going to go ahead and jump in um i'm going to save some stuff that tom and i are probably going to cover about the death scene for a little later because there's some beautiful poetry there. Um, oh. For me, the opening scene is great, but the the seizure scene in Vegas, I think Bam. it's Vegas. Um, yeah. No, it's uh, Ohio. Ohio, okay. Oh, the yeah, seizure yeah. Like scene, um, getting to see, I mean, it was a brilliant concept, uh, the way they did that and show, you know, they had two guys on ropes holding Hugh Jackman back as he's going down this hallway and, you know, the brutality of seeing him kind of having to, kill everyone and the way they did it um yeah. technically like 
they just had someone shake the camera and they would shoot it extra wide so that when they stabilized it in post, you wouldn't see the edges at all. So it's an Mm in-camera trick, which is brilliant. Uh, And then the moment he gets the injection in, it's just that very, it reminded me of Inception this time, watching it around. Everyone just kind of falls at once. Mm -hmm. All Uh, at the same time, yeah. and, And Laura being there and like that for me it was so heartbreaking especially this time watching i watched the new r version just got a whole different vibe to it uh but him coming around the corner you know getting that first guy and then seeing laura just trying to crawl towards the uh, and then that look back at him like help uh i think it's just a wonderfully shot scene and again there aren't any words there aren't any there isn't any music there's a a sound effect just the the warbling uh, and and you get a lot of story out of both those characters. And I think it's really, really quite wonderful. And the scene before where he's sitting in bed with her talking about Shane. And I didn't know this until this last time that that's actually when he says it's the first movie I saw in the theaters. That was an improvised line by Patrick Stewart because it was actually the first movie he ever saw in theaters. Um, oh. And oh. and finally, you know, hearing that speech in the movie that she gives at the end of the oh. there's, there's no living with the killing. Um, and just how that's the theme of the movie is that you're talking about a guy and he, he talks to Laura about it later on when he talks about his dreams where he's like, I'm killing people and you're going to have to live with that. And she's like, well, the people I kill are bad guys. And he goes either way. That too. Like, that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just the understanding, like there's the thesis for you of this film. It's a guy who's yeah. spent 200 years, you know, killing people yeah. and as good as a heart that he has to protect. And, and even with the best intentions, there is there has to be some sort of, he has um, limits. you know, yeah, it has its limits. Exactly. He has that uh, rage I, within him. That, yeah. But just that like, kind of lifestyle over. will always catch up to you no matter how hard you try. Um, and I, so that's, that's a learning moment for Laura. That's why she gives that speech at the end where she's like, okay, I have to walk this line now. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and that's the wonderful thing that he also imparts is the, don't let them make you the weapon or don't be the weapon yep. they made you to be. And yes. I was like, that's, that's a hard thing. I see that quote. Yeah, uh, it's Sorry. it's funny because like you mean the uh, nature made him uh, a mutant and all that stuff. That quote? Uh, no, it's from uh, from another movie. It's um, uh, but you go. Don't worry about it. Oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, the cool thing is kind of like it, it's really funny to think about it in retrospect after watching X Men Origins and in this cinematic canon, <laughs> like he chose to become the Weapon X, and. Um, then when you realize like how he had amnesia, what about my past? And then um, who am I? And then the rest of the films play out, and you're like, wow, he in this new mind, he is the victim. But then mm. after um technically after after Days of Future Past, uh, he gets all his memories back. So like he doesn't have all that. So it's like it's interesting to like have the lucidity of like. I chose to do this, and then also I realized I wasn't chosen to do this, and I realized I was chosen. Like the fact that like his name's James Howlett, it, like it shows up, and that was like huge. Like, yeah. and they and they yeah, go yeah. by that. I was like, oh, it's it's not Logan anymore. It's James Howlett. I'm like, that's very interesting. Like, because that's Unless he's always you're been Charles. Yeah, Charles. Oh, Logan. Because my wife actually pointed something out at the at the dinner table. He introduces himself to the family as James, but Charles still calls him Logan throughout the whole scene. Mm-hmm. That's his identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not his identification. It's just, yeah, it's who he identifies with. Right, exactly. Uh, Josh? Um, I was going to talk about more of like an aspect of it, and maybe this will lead into, and I don't know if it will, but Corey, you had mentioned speaking about death. But um, a fascinating thing that I found about this, that it was it was an emotional experience for me as a moviegoer, is what this movie provides, and it is an ending. Mm-hmm. Um 
it is a mm-hmm. a death finale a, a, a finale for for one character that I love um two characters two characters I mean there's movies that came out afterwards with Patrick Stewart so it's like I still experience him do you know what I mean in like an X-Men oh, viewpoint I don't think there's been an X-Men movie that he's been in that's come out he he uh Days of Future Past came before this mm-hmm well then, I'll tell you why I know there's this. There's a glitch in the Matrix, in... and I am remembering things oh, poorly. No. So, the only reason I know that is because it's the, it's Patrick the Mandela Stewart effect. T- yeah, Patrick Stewart talked about um, after the screening and the lights came back up. Um, he knew it was Hugh Jackman's last one, and he grabbed Hugh's hand and said, "Me too," and that was it. Oh. Yeah. He decided well, then there. what I will say mm-hmm. is, uh, I think the emotional thing for both of them. It's just that this provided an ending, and I almost want to say that it gave way and almost, I want to say, permission in a standpoint of other movies that handle superhero characters to go that route of such a finale. Um, Mm. I mean, for example, like a, a recent thing was with Iron Man and Marvel. Like, it's like you have permission to do really adult things and really serious things with ramifications. I mean, like... Seriously, the 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 way that the farm family is just essentially obliterated, and they are mm-hmm. killed. But this is, you know, the, there are ramifications to not just your own actions, but to the actions that they don't just affect you; they affect other people. And so it, yeah. it was the importance and the finality and just the the responsibility that it, it brought. Yeah, to, I mean, the family uh, wasn't movies ca- that happened fodder. to have superhero characters. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, they, they weren't just like background characters. They were like cannon fodder, and like that, like when they all uh, get destroyed, just get murdered. It's fucking sad. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, and I think also it gets button capped with like the worst thing too is when um, the father turns his shotgun to Logan, and um, it clicks, yeah. and it clicks because he doesn't have anything. So like he he aimed to kill. He aimed to shoot. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's also a funny thing. What happens in the film is that like, even though Charles is like not all the way there anymore, um, like he's still his mission of like, you know, do you understand this, Logan? Like, it's like what we do today is so important for tomorrow, for the for the children. And then Logan, just that cynical view of like, there are no more new mutants, which I was like, (laughs) and then um, uh, but I was like, oh, there are new mutants, baby. Um, But it's a it's it's an interesting thing where it's like Charles always looks for the future, always looking for even like he like in a way is like like, finding Laura. Like that's yeah. Like they're they're both like remnants of the past in a sense, and they both can look at it, but like they know those days are gone, um, for better or for worse, and for worse typically. But like Charles is the only one that's kind of looking towards the future of like, hey, like there are going to be more, and like Logan's just like, let's just get through the day. Which yeah, is, it's, right. it's a fun thing. Like Charles mm-hmm. is is always ever the um kind of peacemaker he wants to be even when they're going out of the hotel afterwards he's just apologizing to everybody oh. as they're like sprinting he's like i'm sorry i'm so sorry well, and then mm-hmm. also like in the hotel where he's like this you know like logan's like this is all a, 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 a comic book it's all fantasy and then he's like people it's die. ice cream for bedwetters yeah, yeah. and then and well, then there's and a Charles... difference go ahead sorry oh, there's so, a difference tra- oh. in oh. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> you delays okay i'm finishing i'm finishing yeah. uh i was gonna say um the, and then Charles says, uh, 
you know, Laura doesn't need to be reminded of the cruelty of the world around us. The impermanence yeah. of life. The impermanence yeah. of life. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and like, it's such, it's such a, but the thing is like, she was made to become a weapon. So it's like, she already yeah. knows. She already yeah. knows. And it's, it's going to be now she has all the wisdom of those two between yeah. them. And it's like, she's, she's, there's so much weight put on her as a child too. It's like to, to make sure her father doesn't kill himself. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, um, what I was going to say is I was going to point out that like a couple things just based off uh, what you said, Josh, and what you said, Tom, like primarily you do, you do get that sense of like, this is like Logan's story. I mean, it's called freaking Logan. Right. But like you get the story that it, you, you get the feel that it's like, it's his like ending story. Like it's, it's his bookend. So that I, I definitely feel that first and foremost, but you definitely get that sense from professor X too. Like he spent his whole life, dedicated to building a school and to forwarding and empowering and putting all these mutants up, setting them up. And him, he desperately wants to get her across the border because to him, I feel like that's his sense of him being able to continue or have some kind of legacy. Cause like, obviously his school's school's probably shut down, right? Abandoned, whatever it might be at this point. Yeah. And I think he just wants to feel that like before his time is up, that he has, he has some kind of legacy. Like there is some kind of future that he his all his work hasn't been in vain, yeah. right? Yeah, and I, I think it, yeah. that's what he's well, trying that's to struggle with. Why he with. says to to Logan when he said none of it's real, and he says it is to Laura, yeah, and that's why it's so important, yeah, because we have to give her some sort of hope. That's his whole thing, right? So that's and, and so the, that's driving him to the point where even he's you know maybe playing it a bit naive and 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 ignoring the comic book warnings that that Logan is keeps bringing up. But I think that's just because he wants to believe and he has, he always, he's always had a sense of hope, right? He, that's his thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really, it's, it's bittersweet to see that where it's come to this point where uh, driving his decisions where he is now. And you uh, you, you, I, you yeah. still get that sense that he's still Professor X, even though he's degenerating. And through stuff, and he's, through. Still, he's still him. I mean, you get those real moments of like helping him onto the toilet in the stall and oh, just like yeah. the, the bickering yeah. that they have. Like, trust me, and I'm not all looking. Of that. Yeah. yeah, is accentuated, and, and I would be remiss to not bring up uh, the noir aspect of like, oh. the noir release. Like, I think it adds, and Cor- it sounds like Corey, you just watched the noir one too, or recently, yeah. and last night, um, yeah, <laughs> just, same. And it it just adds a whole different dimension to the movie, and I think mm-hmm. it really helps to center focus on the characters a lot more. Um, you know, it's it's sort of like a horror movie thing where like you, the absence of of color in this case, right? You, you mm-hmm. kind of put your own imagination into it so it doesn't necessarily take it away like anything but it just the adds, senses it adds yeah. so much more. yeah i mean again yeah. there's pros and cons to each version right honestly uh yeah. it's a just a it's a just a totally different experience so if you're someone who loves this film uh and just want to exp- almost experience experience it fresh again mm-hmm. i would highly recommend getting your hands on the noir version because it's just uh it's just as beautiful it's just as breathtaking um but it just has a different whole different um tone almost especially if you're taking if you're watching it uh if you want to watch it through the west the western lens yeah the noir version definitely helps and um, a lot of those as emotions. tom tom would always point out um i'm sure you're about to it's not just a black and white version no. they didn't just it's take treated. the color out they recolored the whole thing specifically it's not some instagram filter yeah <laughs> they had to go from scratch and 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 recolor it um because wow. yeah you have to show what you want contrast. Yeah. like do I want this more crushed black? How much hair do I want to show? Yeah. Also, like the light in people, like light yeah. in people's eyes is a real big thing in yeah, black and white. If you think about it, the way they did Very it is, is absolutely, uh, absolutely gorgeous. 
So, so it, it just helped it helped that sort of Western vibe along, especially in this walkthrough. So I, I definitely it, it it accentuated those components of the movie. So which I dug. Um, uh, before we move on to the next segment, I do want to talk about the benefit art. of having oh. James Mangold on both these films, The Wolverine and uh, Logan. Um, Set it up. Tom and I have talked about this many, many times, and every single time it gets me. Uh, I get like goosebumps thinking about it. Um, and James Mangold has confirmed this, which is wonderful. Oh. Uh, in the Wolverine spoilers, y'all, if you haven't seen the Wolverine pause, this go watch it and then watch Logan because it's a whole new experience that way. Um, Yukio, who is a, I guess, sightseer view, uh, sees the future clairvoyant in a sense, the way she describes it is she can see a part of someone's life and it's always their death, but it's like looking through a keyhole. So she only sees fragments of it and she sees logan's death when she meets him very end and she says i saw you die and he goes how and he says you're on your back there's blood everywhere and you're holding your own heart in your hand and the way he dies in this movie is on his back there's blood everywhere and he's holding laura's hand so it's not a physical it's not actually his heart but it's his daughter uh and james mangold said that he had planned this for a while, him and uh, the other writer, I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, uh, Stephen, uh, 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 Stephen. Scott Frank or Scott Michael Frank, Green. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Scott Frank also said that this is something they had planned for a while. And with the line. Um, so that's how it feels. So this is what it feels like. Um, Mangold had three versions and Scott, ha- Scott had one. And um, Scott said, I put the idea out there meaning this man who's lived 200 years and experienced so much that there's still a flavor of life he hasn't tasted. And that is his release. Um, and Mangold said, I wanted to build on top of that. He goes, so with the shot composition, this is what it feels like is to have love and to know what true love feels like looking at his daughter. This is what it feels like, you know, to again, die and be released from, you know, the pretty much the pain he's had, especially in the last year, but his whole life, you know, all the people he's lost. Oh, this is what it feels like. And then to have a daughter and to have a, you know, someone who looked up to him and to be that father figure and have a family. Oh, this is what it feels like. like. And like, I will say that it's so multi-layered. It's the perfect line. And to add to that, it's like, um, you know, you could talk about cinematic history where with, with the character, um, you know, having the, the love lost, you know, with the first wife and then, you know, Jean, um, and that idea of non-reciprocated love. And so like, yeah, he loved other people, but never having that unconditioned family love where right. it was like, they're going to love me through and through no matter who I am for everything I've done for every, all the pain that there, I've yeah. caused. Like, and the and she calls final, that line. Okay. There's two types Daddy. of crying in a theater that I do. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there is the one where it's like, this is so beautiful, and I see it, and then it's just like, a, just tears. Just tears see, come down. Tear ducts, Tom? No, and kidding. then there's <laughs> this kind of crying where you watch it. And this happened when I rewatched it for this episode. I was like yes. this. I just watched. <laughs> I was just like, oh. <laughs> it's like someone chokes it, you and punches you at the same time. It's a little sexual. Pairing that with, with, oh, it hurts. with okay. that line from the Wolverine about holding his own heart in his hand is just, it's like, I... I want to hug James Mangold so bad and just be like this thing as a fan of Wolverine, as a fan of the X-Men. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. For, you know, all the trials and tribulations that the Fox franchise have giving us something that it is, that is like true, very 
having something of intelligent substance. on a cinematic scale is yeah. is wonderful. I, I would say it definitely um, provided some source material for the you know characters die all the time, um, but in comic books um, they come back. And uh, Reese, there was a in like a 27, 2017, 2018, Wolverine died, and it was like the death of Wolverine. It was like huge. It was a big deal because mm-hmm. they were going to like retire the character for a while. And Laura Kinney, who is the current like she's literally called Wolverine, and Wolverine now in the comic books is technically just called Logan. Uh, mm-hmm. So like um, when he died, there was a lot more emotional. It wasn't like this big, huge climactic battle. It was just like after after he bl- obliterated all these people, and then finally just had the somber death. But the one thing I think they can say, I think I remember this correctly, is like he died with a smile on his face. And it was kind of this like really warm feeling. And it was like adding that, like Corey said, heart. It's the heart with the heroics, but it's like mainly just the heart stuff. And And Hugh Jackman's delivery of that. I mean, he delivered that line perfect. Like you said, he does have a smile when he says it. So this is what it feels like. And they shot that scene. I think they only did one take with two cameras, uh, each facing. Both coverage? Yeah. Because he's like, you're talking about a highly emotional scene. With a child actor, but also 17 years of Hugh Jackman's weight on this, I'm getting this shot in one take. I'm not doing, yeah. I'm not draining them yeah. for this. Um, yeah. And it really worked. It really, yeah. really worked. And oh, I, um, d- yeah. yeah, no, go ahead. Daphne Keen. Daphne Keen saying daddy. I was like, oh, oh yeah. my. Uh, and God. you know, uh, um, kills me. Since then, Hugh Jackman has spoken out on who he thinks should play Wolverine next. It's and, her. Uh, Interesting. It's her. Oh. It has oh, yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, it's her. She needs to be yeah. the next Wolverine. And I'm here for it. I loved all the, the 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 other thing about this film that was such a breath of fresh air was the acting. Just stand, just for just across the board. Just yes. everybody was everybody was wonderful. I've said uh, it multiple times. I'll say it again. I think Hugh Jackman was robbed by not being nominated for best actor in this film. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. a, I think it was a daylight fair. robbery that all they got for this film is adapted screenplay. The, vis, uh, it's, the, and the visceral I think of, of when he is raging and like the final battle and while he's right, like the Logan's run is what they called that that <laughs> moment in behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, um, it's perfect. Um, but no, it was just every single character, every single scene was just a joy to to watch just from just performance wise too just uh yeah. it's just it wasn't acting it was like wow this is this just Man, feels so good the if guy you who want played range. uh this guy with the the robot hand <sighs> so too fucking cool for school i love him oh, i thought he added he, so he did that perfect Boy villain Holbrook. of like i hate him but if he asked me to hang out and get a beer, I probably would. Oh, I mean, I, I, I feel like he was channeling a lot of Val Kilmer from Tombstone. Yes, dude. Oh, yes. Yeah. A yes. lot. I was, I was just like, about to say that. As I it's very Doc Holiday. I was like, and like Damn. when he when he's leaving the limo and he goes, by the way, big I'm fan. a big fan. And they're just like, oh, sh- this guy, I hate him, but like this guy. Oh, how do it I worked. be him? Also, it's it's a very good Western villain. Actually, think about it. it's like because they're not like the meanest, baddest guy around, but they're all they're just capable enough where it's like, all right, they got enough guns, let's take them out. But on their yeah. own, they're done, Dunzo. Yeah. Uh, Want to uh, get into in favorite a, parts or he's favorite in a characters? Netflix show called um, Narcos that he's really mm-hmm. good. I'll in. Check it out. Um, he's I love a great that actor. show, but he's, he's, he's a really really he's great really actor good in that. So, uh, uh, all right, yeah, favorite character. I mean. Favorite characters are, let's just do this. Favorite and then second favorite. No side, just bullshit. Just favorite and then second favorite character. Uh, I'll go first. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then 
Um, I'll say that it is uh, Hugh Jackman's uh, Logan and then Daffy Keen's uh, Laura. Hmm. I think I have to agree with you on that one. I was going between Charles too. Of course, yeah. It's either because it's one of those two, but I mean, because Charles, I mean, Patrick Stewart, you know, after, again, this is a guy who's been acting since he was 17, I think, on stage. And he's he's at this point where he's played this character for 17 years and he's still figuring out new things he can do with it. It's just a phenomenal feat of of acting strength. Yeah, but I got to give it up for Daphne for coming in fresh and just attacking this role with everything she's got. Around I mean, these huge A-listers. Even Patrick Stewart said, like, she is acting with the skill set of someone who's been acting for 30 years. Like she's, wow. she's, he's like doing scenes yeah. with her was, was so refreshing and so delightful because he's been doing scenes with kids for 20 years yeah. now, you know? So, uh, yeah, it'd have to be obviously Logan and, and, uh, Laura, two favorite characters. I actually, uh, just to, is there an echo in here? I'm going to say oh. the same thing. Um, <laughs> I, it's hard because all of the characters are really, are really yummy. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to echo you guys too much. They are my favorites. Uh, I will I mean, say that uh, Charles and Caliban. I loved Caliban, uh, but I love Steven Merchant. He's he's always yeah. like he holds a special place in my heart. Anything I see him in, um, but he was he the was a wonderful character as him, well. The scene with him and Logan, where he's like, "You don't talk to me. You don't tell me about the pain you're having. You don't even tell me that you need glasses because that bottle says ibuprofen." And he like yeah. breaks it and he goes, "That's my favorite." <laughs> That's my favorite, mug, favorite by the way. <laughs> Immediately, immediately, I was like, "God." Um, bring it back to Logan and Laura. Their fight, their fight together at the end, where he's like, oh, "Get so behind me," good. and they just have this moment of like just being in fluid tandem together was just like, huh. "Let's let James Mangold is like, you want to watch all the audience cream their jeans? This is what they've been waiting for for seventeen years. Go have it!" Like, <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> okay, Caitlin, uh, Ali, Caitlin, and Ali. Uh, mine, mine is uh, uh, same. Uh, it's Logan first and Laura second. <laughs> And it's just, you know, uh, according to me, Hugh Jackman is uh, the most beautiful person in the world. So yeah, he he gets my <laughs> vote. True. Just the just the acting prowess. According from, to you, from X, you know, all, all the way from X Men One to now, he I think he's always been the strongest to for me. You know, for better or worse, he's been in uh, a majority of these X Men movies, if not all of them. And um, while like other characters, you know, like Patrick Stewart might have split the screen time with um uh james mcavoy you know we've seen him at the same character for so long and you see that evolution in acting and in the character and um he's absolutely number one and then laura yeah for him too yeah caitlin caitlin um logan is definitely tops for me just because uh he he did hugh jackman did such a good job of being like i'm this angry gruff guy but i'm still gonna stick up for the little guy and I'm still going to take care of people even when I'm really, really mad at them. <laughs> uh, and then my second is Caliban. because I knew it. Like, yeah. I mean, how could I not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's basically like Dracula sort of kind of, but not really. Um, and uh, just like. Basically a glorifying bloodhound. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought it was a truffle pig. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. But um, like, that's not right. No, just like the, the whole story of of how Caliban had been living and like what they'd been doing and how calm they were and how they handled everything. And like, they, I mean, they committed suicide at the end just to like, make sure he wouldn't be abused as a hound. Dog Went out like a G took, they took were for the a team. Ma- old married couple. Yeah. In that scene, they were. Which is beautifully written. Yeah. Um, Keyword really son. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, 
Those yeah. are my picks. I mean, uh, just um, like a really quick, just because uh, I mean, because I just really want to say this. Um, I mean, Hugh Jackman handed like it, there's there's a fine line when you're handling anger and rage when you're seeing it and acting, and so it's. I've always really, really appreciated Hugh Jackman with Wolverine when in his bouts of rage or anything. Like it's just a since, since the first one, man. Yeah, yeah, his rage. It never seems like oh god, so hard to watch or anything like that. It's like it's visceral. You feel it. Like he's. It's just that's just something that I've really, truly, truly appreciated. Yeah. Like the ability to express an anger that is so rageful, and not come off as like. Uh, campy well well even the minutiae of it like the little moments so in the first film he's telling rogue to get out and she's like where will i go i don't care get out and then he turns away and she's like i saved your life and he goes no you didn't and gets back in his truck and he starts to drive off i was like brilliant brilliant because she didn't she didn't save his life yeah she doesn't know that though uh cool (laughs) so qualms qualms Quams. Should I go first? Quams. Quacks. Uh, let me guess. Let me. Let me. Let me. Uh, Professor Suss Xavier. This. Uh, you don't. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> don't. You just don't. Yeah. You I don't wish qualms. there was more. I wish all the deleted scenes were put into it so I could watch it that way. How long are all the the deleted scenes together? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, my head. Fi- There's like seven or eight five minutes. Yeah, it's. Wow. I would say probably between wow. like another twenty to forty. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Oh man! But off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you. They're great scenes. They're all of them good. <laughs> but I well, think it, that's a, that's a, always a tough thing for a director because they want to look for runtime because they want to make oh, sure yeah. it plays a lot. Yeah. The yeah. more screens you can play on, the better. Um, um, I highly recommend watching it with audio commentary from James Mangold as well. Ooh. Mm. I'll go next. Uh, go I have no qualms. Okay. No qualms. Cool. cool tight, 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 tight. Except no, I'm just kidding. You know Kayla, what? No, I want. You know who next? Oh. I want Caitlin next. Okay. I want to approve. Any. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, don't have any. Fuck me. Ready for that? Mm. No, I was uh, not ready for this. Yeah, I da, bet you da, were. Da, da, no, da. I, I really don't. Like the uh, uh, something that made me, it, it's, it made me sad. That's not a qualm. Like it did its job. It, it, it made was me a, feel it emotion. Was a, Ew. It made me feel things and Ew. that was upsetting. I didn't leave um, happy. I, well, I didn't. I don't seek out movies that I know are going to gut punch me. Like, especially because it had already been spoiled for me. I was like, I don't really want to go on an emotional journey like this. If I know where it ends up, I don't, I honestly don't know if I would have sought out this movie if we weren't doing an episode on it. Um, So it's one of those things where like, would I have sought it out on my own? Probably not. Would I watch it if like a group of friends or, you know, like for this? Yeah, obviously I'm going to watch it. And I don't have any qualms for it. It was a really great movie. It is a wonderful closure to Wolverine's story. Um, but it's just really sad. It's like mm-hmm. what you said on your uh, stream. Shout out to your stream where sometimes you got to do things because it'll make you stronger. Yeah. No, it's when true. She- like some sometimes I, I had a little... Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, I play uh, scary games on Twitch and I don't like scary games. Scary games are scary. And it takes me like 10 minutes just to get through a door because I'm like scared of what's going to be on the other side. Um, but I was talking about like how it's it's good to do things you don't like um, uh, if you want to overcome them because that's how you overcome them. Um, so this movie kind of falls within that line of like, I didn't want to go on an emotional journey, but sometimes it's good to do that for yourself. Um, 
So yeah, yeah. that's that's my little side tangent of that. Uh, Ali qualms. Um, where do I begin? <laughs> none. All right, oh, none. Wow. So shocked. Um, yeah, I mean, the, like you guys echoed everything, so I don't have to say it again. But there's a lot of really great stuff in this, and yeah, it's a, it's a great ending to, you know, to the series as far as I'm concerned. I know there's um, a movie after it, but this is it for me. <laughs> Um, I would say if honestly if there's a qualm to be had as a discussion point it is that Rocky mentality where it's like these are films that teach you that you don't really have to have structure um, mm-hmm. and if you uh, abide yourself to being like you have to have this by this act and you have to have that then I think you're a fucking hack um, and uh, or you're you, learning <laughs> you can use it as a well then I'll say like, this like guys, drop guys. that shit and stop trying to just formalize everything just understand you what go. your characters need um, you don't need a formula okay um and uh, this, I would say if, if you're looking for that shit, then that's that's going to be your qualm of this film is that like certain page, it won't match certain page counts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I have no problem with that at all. If that's other than that. Yeah, it's Ratings. Totally the story the best way you can. Sometimes you got so it's me and Josh that. first. Uh, I, I mean, no one's on their edge of the seat for mine. So mine's yeah. a three point five. All right. Um, plus awesome. a one point five. So a five. Oh, this is what the math adds up to there. My brain. Hey, we came here to listen, what? not for math. <laughs> uh, this is this is going to be controversial as fuck. But after having watched this like three or four more times in in prep for this, and having watched you know the beginning of the X one and X two and a few of those, and then watching this again in noir, uh, superhero films, Logan, Dark Knight. Like for me, it has surpassed. Wow. Uh, the Dark Knight is my, f- I think, the greatest superhero film that's ever been made. Dang. Because I it's would, not a superhero film. It's a yeah. film that has a superhero I, in it. Not, I'm not trying to be like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. But I would say, like, if Logan and for someone that like you who, like, w- like is a good, avid fan of film, um, didn't find uh, this film better than Dark Knight, then I think the film doesn't do a good job. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if, you should try to be better than your predecessors. Mm-hmm. And Dark Knight did does have like several years before, so it's like take those lessons and build upon it and make it better. 100%. So like, if, yeah. if Logan can do that, then it can do that. I'm yeah. like mm-hmm. a little surprised by that, but also mm-hmm. not because this like once you said it was um, film more than a superhero movie, it made me think of Fast Color like immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, in many ways. And, and that's what was like, oh yeah, that's that's way for like, unbreakable, that's baby. Thing. Yep, way for unbreakable. Um, but I would say also Thomas to Batman as Corius to X Men. It's like you know, yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> Sorry, well, shout out to anyone point. who votes for me on an X Men. Uh, guess that grump because mm-hmm. that's a that's playing with fire. Right I mean, there. just wait till we do the apocalypse episode. X3. There you go. Right, this is apocalypse. <laughs> I'll probably be more forgiving than everyone. Uh, <laughs> Maybe not. Um, I so did who's fall next? Twice. Josh. I believe Josh. it was me, and um, I really thought long and hard. This is a five. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it sounds very long and hard. Yeah, very long and hard. Uh, Long Hard Five. Um, <laughs> it's it's one of those movies that I can watch multiple times, and it never gets it never gets old. And then mm-hmm. there's always nuances to find, and there's always other things to notice. Of there's dialogue to hear differently. There's even lighting choices to see differently. And, oh yeah. Oh, I noticed the soundtrack or something like that. The score. Like the there's always going to be something mm-hmm. that you're like, oh. So yeah, I did. Next it. step, Josh, you just got to buy a two foot tall. Well, shoot. Movie theater window poster, and then 
right on track. Or if you were, uh, if you were really a fan, then you would just mutton chop it up. <laughs> I loved the kids. Where's my razor? Right away. No, <laughs> no, you need safety scissors. You need safety scissors. Uh, who's next? About five uh, it is going to be Ali or you. Ali, go. No, wait, no. Okay, I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> for what? Uh, for, go for your rating. Oh, I thought. Oh, no, I didn't. I oh, know. I didn't get my rating. Ah, no, you didn't. Ah. No. But aha, here we are. <laughs> yes, you're here. Uh, my rating um, is absolutely a five. Yeah. <laughs> um, no ends, ends, or buts. <laughs> I think I know how this episode's going to go. Mine's a four point nine plus one. All right, there point we go. So, so, so I was going to say so five point nine. Can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> I give so this movie 6. a ten hundred. <laughs> I give it six claws. Just no. What did I want to get for? What did I want to get five point one? I forget. Was it Endgame? I don't I think so. Know. If I can't do it, you can't. Um, probably. <laughs> the only guests are allowed to do it because Bonnie is the one that made that tradition. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kaylin. So I, I mean, for me, it's a five. It's oh, a five. yeah, Kaylin. That's a five for me. Yeah, that's what I thought. So you you are the grump. That's how it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, but I mean, she didn't say she liked the movie, so she is the grump immediately. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So five for everybody. So everyone who guessed Caitlin, you were right. Guess that grump or guess. So Caitlin, are you going to watch out? Go out and watch. I'm um, both the lowest and the highest. No, there's no grump. Time. You go out and watch the Fistful of Dollars trilogy. The good, bad, and the ugly trilogy, because uh, that's probably some of the, the t- premier example of a western. If this has opened the world for more uh, westerns, for you. go watch Shane. I would Shane. also say I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. And this, this, you want controversial, Corey? You want controversial? Yeah, I, do. I do actually. This did better, uh, Wolf and Cub, than Mandalorian ever could. Yes, yeah. <laughs> ever could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. And it did it in an eighth of the time. It did it in an eighth <laughs> of the time, and you actually gave a yeah. shit about anybody kind of together. Yeah, I, I will say that this also like personally anyway, I've I watched a lot of spaghetti westerns with my dad. So this was like an extra little nostalgia nugget mm-hmm. of like, oh, man, they watched westerns together. They went through yeah. all this stuff together. Like, uh, it was, Kaylin, it's now you got to watch The so Wolverine, good. The mm-hmm. Wolverine. And then watch this again, knowing everything you know about that film in oh, this. Because there's a few hurt. things. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. it's gonna you want to know what's gonna hurt, Caitlin? Watching X Men Origins. That's gonna hurt. Oh yeah, I saw that <laughs> in like, theaters in New York. Same reasons, though. I will say this: you're gonna love this. No Cutting a ladder. Is? Cutting a ladder like this <laughs> in X Men Origins. Don't. Yeah, don't great. watch that movie. Skip that uh, one. I watched. Anyway, it. Oh boy! For full disclosure, I did watch all three movies in preparation for this back to back. So I know. Oh, well, that I watched, scene is I watched very X- fresh. <laughs> I watched X One. Also, somehow. The claws in we'll do this some other time. The claws and origins yeah. look way worse than the first movie, which was like almost ten years prior. It's like how somehow, oh, how I don't how, know how. Uh, anyway, <laughs> had that's our episode on Logan, y'all. I, I, I do want to say two things real quick. This is like probably one of the greatest films uh, that have superheroes in it of all time, uh, and as we speak, unless they do a remaster with the same exact cast and same exact writers um, and directors. But I will say, <laughs> on top of that. Um, this is coming from the end of a character from an actor that when the media first hit, not everyone loved it. And also when mm-hmm. they saw the claws, all the comic book fanboys fucking hated it. Because um, it didn't come from the top. It didn't come it from the fucking pom- like the top. It came from the actual in between. Oh, and I'm going to say this like I will say this and I want to make this a blanket statement where it's like 
stop kind of judging things for what they are and actually try to meet it where it is. Hmm. Um, and then as you'll an X Men act- fan, yeah, uh, this makes sense. This from like an evolution. If you're going to ground it a little more, I'll, that I'll made say a lot this from an anatomic way. Like that's what I mean. To anatomy, that, Tom, like, I'll say I'll, like. As the first, as maybe one of the only Marvel movies, maybe we'll might watch another one before the like the next phase of AMCU. We start, you know, consuming and covering on the show. Um, I do want to go into the MCU knowing that, like, to me, the MCU is just another, or you know, the film canons are just another run. Like I've said before, like, and and that's what I want to go moving yeah. forward. Like, I want them. Uh, I and and I'm, I'm taking it that statement a, a step further and saying like they now have after the last 11 years they now have the creative license to create canon with these movies so i'm excited for them to really go off the rails and don't worry about like pleasing the fans and i encourage them to uh to like change uh, things I, up and, and yeah and, and, and I, I will say this things. if like, if they if they went with over the palm fucking or over the wrist fucking claws like i'll fucking watch it i'll be like let's yeah, see how they do yeah. it um, yeah. and I mean, like, to, if you want, like, if you want something that's comic book accurate, read the goddamn comic books. Yeah. Mm. Like, they're not, they're still there. They're still there. They're yeah. still good. Still one of the best shots, though. Yeah. Right at the camera. Oh, so nice. Anyway, that's nice. our Logan so episode, y'all. Awesome. Everybody at home, Sing thank us. you so much for listening. Let us know what you thought of Logan. Uh, do reach out on our Discord. We love talking to y'all on, on there. If you're watching the video, Corey is putting his poster <laughs> in his in his frame uh do remember oh, to check God. out um uh, the capeless crusaders episode 144 that is about the comic book old man logan um but yeah thanks for listening or watching wherever you are we really appreciate it we love you all uh when you get a chance to please stop by rate and review us wherever you listen um but yeah that's it that is our logan episode thank you so much we love you you know the drill as always Later on. on. Broadcast.